it's Eology with Free Mentality Radio. And if you are tuning in, I would like to thank you for taking the time out to uh, tune in to my station. And hopefully you'll be able to get something out of it today. So right now, I am currently sitting outside. And as you may hear, you know there is traffic and ambulances and everything running in the background. Probably can hear a couple of birds. Uh, so today's segment is called Humble Beginnings. I would definitely like to discuss my life uh, from the start because honestly, my life was not a fairy tale at all. Uh, being the youngest girl of six children not having a father, a single mother raising us and us pretty much raising each other was a hassle in itself. So I guess you could say I was never just a troubled kid. I never just did too much besides like little things, I would suppose. Things such as probably sneaking out the house to go see a boy or something when I was 15, 16, maybe. (laughs) Things of that nature. Um, Nothing just too, too bad. But of course, I'll go into details about some of those situations. And I guess every situation that I've encountered throughout my life has led me to this point, to this point right now where I'm just currently trying to I guess it's like a reflection of life and that's how my depression came about reflecting on life and all the things that caused me to I guess you say be so strong for so long but going back and trying to handle I guess things that um, are trying to correct things that I never addressed because growing up it was just more so going with the flow of things I never really just tried to take the well some cases but being so young you never really just understand the damage that it causes when you get older the smallest mistakes sometimes causes the greatest damages so I guess I'll start with my first mistake or what I believe was my first mistake growing up pretty much with little to nothing as a um, young teenager I guess it caused me to want to, uh, I guess you could say, find someone that would, I I can't even say provide, because at that age, 15, you know, it's not much that you could really provide to someone so young, but I guess I was looking for closure. I was looking for love 
and it sounds cliche, but I was looking for I was looking for love from a man um, or at the time a child because he was only 17, 18 at the time. But I wanted to have somebody to be with. You know, when I reflect on my life, I think about all the relationships that I've had and I've pretty much never just been single you know it's always been like oh you know that's your little boyfriend or something and now that I'm much older and I've been single for pretty much years now it's like adjusting to this is still it's still hard for me I guess you can say I conditioned myself to always be loved or have that perception of what I believe love was and that's where my first mistake was so going back to my first um, I guess you can say relationship around 15 16 years old me and this guy that I went to middle school with um, apparently he kind of liked me enough to follow me on into high school um, he would text me randomly and everything else and I'd just kind of be like oh okay hey you know I never really just liked him that much but at the time when you're younger and you're growing up you know when somebody is there and they're you know they they're a little bit older than you you know they're able to get a job and everything else so it was everything at the time now was this somebody that I felt even at that age was on my level of course not <laughs> um, honestly I was well let me first state that I wasn't considering my beginnings considering how I grew up I wasn't um, the average child I guess you could say or whatever the average child is I guess just kind of going to school and doing coursework and going home that's pretty much what the average child is today but back then me growing up the average child was doing homework participating in organizations on campus um, having friends in the neighborhood afterwards uh, playing sports that was the average child and now with modern technology it appears that everybody is missing out on those those events in life that are so crucial and still to this day they're crucial to me because it's something that it's a part of my memories now but at that time when we first started dating I was in the 10th grade and as I mentioned before being young you know you you're offered certain things you know um, you're offered a trip to the movies you're offered you know a ride home from school and it's everything at the time you know I was I mean, I, I had some friends, but for the most part, you know, I was always 
in a relationship. So even at a young age, it was always a relationship thing with me. Like the guy or the boy I would talk to would be my everything. And at 15, I decided that that guy was my everything. And, you know, um, I guess you can say I, I dealt with a lot of emotional distress in certain situations, even, um, I say about 16, 17, you know, preparing for college, applying for scholarships, thinking about things like that. And his level of thinking was nowhere near that. His level of thinking was pretty much, you know, let me buy some rims for my car, you know, let me get these diamond earrings that I'm going to pay off. And that wasn't something that I was raised to think about. And it wasn't something that I really just thought about. So it was, I found myself being in a situation where at the time, having somebody to hold, having somebody to just be around was more important to me than life goals. But, however, you know, in juxtaposed to him doing whatever he wanted to do, I still tried to stay focused as much as I could. Um, and that leads me into my first, well, honestly, I can't say my first accomplishment, but it's something that had a very, very great effect on my life, a very bold and grand, like, impact on my life. It was definitely winning a pageant. Um, I was randomly selected to... Uh, take part in a local pageant and uh, decided to go along with it and when I did go along with it you know it, it was new for me seeing you know all the women in there you know with their designer dresses and you know getting their makeup and everything done and me not having the money to do those things however still making it possible um, at that age, you know, I really didn't know how to put on makeup at all. Um, I'm pretty sure that the women were probably laughing <laughs> because I was the only contestant that really didn't have, you know, a lot of support. In fact, you know, at the time, my mother was working. So I believe that at the, when I went backstage, I was like <laughs> putting on my own makeup and stuff at 16. I'm sorry, I believe 17, 16 or 17, one of them. And, um, and I remember the dress that I wore. It was this this red like dress. It was somebody from church that, um, that got it for me. And I wore that dress to that pageant. And honestly, I really didn't, I didn't think that I was going to win. And it was just like, you know, just show them yourself. You know, I remember thinking, okay, let me show them who I am because I can't offer them, you know, anything else but me. I don't have the, the money to make, you know, inside deals or I don't have the money to, 
you know, fancy myself up more. So I guess the best thing for me to do is to show them, you know, my mind and my heart. And that's what I did. And I remember walking like across the stage and just not even knowing how to really just, I guess, model walk, (laughs) just walking across the stage and bringing my personality to that platform and you know at the end when they pretty much called my name I, I felt like overjoyed <laughs> I felt overjoyed you know I felt like man like I can't believe I just won a pageant you know that that's one of the things I've accomplished that that's really stuck with me you know I still have my tiara my trophy you know I don't know where that sash is I'm gonna have to find it I don't, I don't know, but yeah, I still have those things, and you know, every time I go home, I just kind of look at it, and I'm like, okay, Yolanda's, or I'm sorry, I said my name anyways, Yolanda's still in there somewhere, um, and that's kind of something that I've, I've put in my heart, you know. It's been something that has let me or always reminded me that, hey, you know, when you were this age, you did this. So when you're this age, you should be able to do this. So, um, yes. Oh, and I've sitting up here and I've gotten off track. So let me go back and uh, state the mistake. <laughs> so, yeah, the guy that I met, you know, and it's not like at that age you used to say, oh, you know, a boy is a mistake it's it's not that he was a mistake it's just his outlook on life compared to my outlook on life caused me to lower my standards and lower what I had already planned for myself I can't remember getting prepared to Um, attend a university that was outside of the city that me and him grew up in and it wasn't far away probably like a couple of hours but I had full scholarship full ride Um, I attended the orientation had so much fun I met people Um, it was like my first experience on campus and I loved it I loved it so much and I came back, I had my little hat on, you know, university hat, and I was just so excited, so excited. I'm like, yes, like, this is first college experience. You know, I had, like, the little brochures and stuff in my little plastic bag. And uh, when I came back, like, it, everything that I had experienced in those couple of days there, it just suddenly went away when I saw him. You know, he was, um, and I'm sorry, I'm just slightly sick. My allergies out here. (laughs) But it went away because at the time, I thought more about him than I thought about myself. You know, I found myself feeling bad about experiencing so much fun and having to leave him Um, even if it was just a couple of hours away like just having to leave him and you know it was a thing where it was summer 
And around that time, I had to make a decision. I could either leave the city, um, go to a college where I had to full ride everything, or I could stay in my city and go to a local university and just stay with him or stay with family. And that definitely was one of the one of the mistakes that I made in life. And it's mainly because at that age, the only thing that I feel I should have done was focus on me, you know, uh, building my career. You know, I had the best opportunity to do it and I didn't. And I made that sacrifice to stay. And unfortunately, that same summer, there was so much drama with me and him that I knew offhand, like, I know I'm not going to, you know, move away from him, but I think that I'm making a mistake. And I feel that psychologically I locked myself up psychologically I I knew that staying for him and it's not like he was like a, a millionaire or something it's not like he even had thousands it's we were I knew that staying for him was the mistake I knew it was gonna cause a lot of you know, damage because I knew that I didn't just love him, love him, but because I had been with him for years, it was like, okay, I have to stay, but I have to plan when I'm going to leave him. And it, that just kind of lingered on. So I sat there and pretty much just, you know, downsized my capabilities and that was the first time I've ever done anything like that in my life. And I feel that that's the start of my depression. I, I had the opportunity to experience college life. And, you know, just for those couple of days, I thought it was everything. But from there on, it was just a struggle from there on it was a struggle and it's not to blame anybody it's not to blame him for he doesn't you know he was just young just like me but it was I guess it's to blame my, myself you know and I think that's something yeah that's definitely where it began you know for me for my own personal actions that's where it began you know, making a sacrifice for someone that you know is not going to go the same direction as you or at the time wasn't heading the same direction as you. But because, I guess you could say because my heart was so big and my heart was just so, like, loving and caring and I was just so like, oh, you know, I, I love him. I think I love him. You know, I've been with him for years. He's supported me and helped me with certain things, you know. So 
let me stay here and be with him. That was a mistake. So, yeah. So I stayed in, you know, small my small town, went to the university, and, you know, decided to get a place with him. You know, there's so many experiences with that that didn't go well. But, um, yeah, that was the first sacrifice I ever made for someone that I shouldn't have made it for. So those years lingered on, um, and because of that, I pretty much, you know, had to work full time because I had bills to pay. You know, I didn't have the free uh, dorms and everything else I could have stayed in, you know, and people would wonder, where were your parents? You know, where was your your mentor? Where were your supporters? Where were the, the individuals you know, there that should have told you, hey, no, you'd rather work when you could pretty much live for free. There weren't any. There weren't many, at least. See, the thing is that I was the first to ever receive full ride scholarships to universities in my family. I was the first to ever have I was the first to do a lot of things so it was a roadmap that I was creating for myself and you know morals probably should have kicked in and me being so young you know someone should have told me hey you know the best thing to do would be to do what's best for yourself but when you grow up on the mentality that oh when you're 18 you make your own choices I can't help you or you you grow up and no one has ever done what you've done you have to create your own roadmap your own um your own path because you don't have a path to look at you don't have a path to follow and you know i didn't have anyone that saw me and said hey you know i know that you're young and you know, I can remember being this young, you know, I can remember having the same situation as you, you know, let me help you, you know, without wanting any type of sexual favors, without wanting any type of money, just pure love. And that's what I've, that's at least that's something that I've always given and I, I will continue to give it, you know, but it was just, like I said, it was just something that I had to learn. Um, so yeah, that was the, I guess that was the first mistake and, you know, I would recommend and actually, yeah, so actually I'm getting ready to, um, end this podcast. If you would like to continue to listen in, most definitely you can, but, um, I would just like to recommend that if you have the opportunity if you see someone that's, you know, younger and they're, you know, going through certain situations and you know exactly how you may be able to help them, just help them out of pure love, especially younger women. You know, I was a younger woman. Um, you know, a lot of people considered me pretty. You know, a lot of people said certain things about me that were positive and both negative. But, you know, I, <laughs> once I got older and I got over my insecurities, I, I really did, you know, think that I was beautiful for the most part. But 
if you see someone like that, please just, just help them out. You know, um, mental damage is not physical. Okay. Mental damage is not physical. It's very, um, it's, it's an invisible force that you have the ability to, to address like invisibly if that makes sense you know so if you see someone and you know that hey if you go down this path I'll tell you now like something is not going to be it's it's not going to go the way you think it is or even if it does like be safe put yourself first you know if I had someone that just simply enforced that to me and told me like hey you know you don't have to pay for this you don't have to pay for that everything is paid for all you have to do is go to school like and if they told me hey I was in a relationship too and I ended it and everything else like that would have that would have really really changed a lot even the smallest advice sometimes has the greatest impact so um, I'll go ahead and end today's segment and I'd uh, like to thank you for tuning in and listening to me. Um, again, this is Free Mentality Radio and thanks. I hope that you enjoy your day. Hello, my name is Yology, and thanks for tuning in to Free Mentality Radio. Today's segment is going to cover depression while in a committed relationship. And it's not something that we really discuss or something that I haven't really seen people just talk about in detail um, as far as dealing with depression and being able to still see the good in the relationship that you're currently in. Now, being that I'm not married, I can't really say, um, well, I'll say this. I was once, once, (laughs) once engaged, but I never got married. So I guess you could say I was extremely close. So I guess what I would be able to state would be credible enough. So pretty much, um, as far as depression in relationships, I could say throughout my youth, I've always kind of, my youth up until now, honestly, I've always been in relationships and I haven't been able to just fully be happy um, with whoever I was with you know, and I guess it was because there was a part of me that wasn't fully fulfilled. Um, and it could also be because I always thought that there was something better out there. Now, when I, um, and it just kind of referencing back to my first segment, you know, the relationship that I was in, when I was around 15, uh, I, I would say that was the relationship where I had 
probably the most arguments in. And it could also be because we were together the longest. You know, we were together about seven, eight years. But the arguments were so bad. <laughs> I mean, they were literally just constantly, every single day, arguments. And I would have to say that I was the person that was arguing the most are the aggressor when it came to arguments in our relationship. Now, why? <laughs> a lot of people want to know, well, why are women, you know, so upset? Or why are they so um, easily tempered? Like, how could I impress my lady? Or how could I get her to not be so upset? Now... If you are in a marriage or if you're in a committed relationship, I think that, you know, the best thing to do would be to form some type of communication um, where you all would be able to communicate, be able to share your most inner thoughts with each other and work something out. However, in my situation, that wasn't necessarily the case. The best option for me and um, I'm thankful for it, was to leave. Um, you know, I could say, yes, I was in a relationship for seven years. You know, my commitment should have been stronger. But sometimes, you know, making a boat move like that, at least for, for me, you know, as I stated before, if you believe that there is hope in your relationship, if you believe that, you know, there's just one push to you know, enhance the love or the communication, then go for it. But being that I was 15 and we were together up into my early 20s, like, it really wasn't that easy for me. Now, sometimes I think about, you know, how long does it take for someone to finally say, this is not going to work? You know, how... If you're, and, and the thing was, for me, I was actually engaged uh, towards the end of our relationship. And some people may say, oh, you know, you ended a, an engagement. You, you, you know, ended what you've built for that many years. Now, the thing that I would have to say to combat that is... I was never in a relationship. Now, what do you mean? I mean, if you two were living together, you two were, you know, having sex together, you two were, you know, playing house, I suppose. You two should, you know, that's a relationship. And to me, that was never the proper definition for what a relationship should be. To me, a relationship is a connection that one has that is internal, and the external is just the physical evidence of what's there. And people didn't, you know, realize, like, you know, you're, I mean, you all seem to be so happy externally, but internally, I feel like I was uh, uh, like a boiling pot just ready to just bust. And that's exactly how I felt. You know, a lot of times during the relationship, 
Um, I was always on edge and it could have been anger management issues. It could have been, you know, me. Well, some people would say that you were ungrateful. They would say, oh, you know, how how could you be this way? Like, at least you have somebody, you know, and that's the issue that I had to deal with as well, because the 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 people that I surrounded myself with. Um, around that time during our relationship they thought that the things that he did was they were everything and to me not that I was ungrateful it's just that externally yes it may appear that what he's doing for me is you know everything that I, I might need but internally I'm like there's a block here and we stayed together for a long time and almost every day I would think to myself and literally almost every day I would think to myself I have to leave so for years I pretty much formed a uh, block within myself I've, I've formed a psychological block and that goes back to the first segment where you know though and, and I continue to talk about relationships and you know some of the emotional distress that an individual may go through because it's it's almost like um people are blinded you know they don't see how somebody could be you know I guess in even if you want to put religion in it, blessed externally, you know, to what they believe or to what they believe, yeah, to what they believe is a blessing. And, you know, internally you're like, no, like, you know, I'm, I'm breaking down inside. So, you know, I feel that as far as the, the psychological damage that that relationship did to me, it lingered on until, well, into other relationships that I found myself in. And it's not to, you know, bash my ex-fiance. It's not to say that, you know, he was just rude and mean and, you know, evil and, oh, you know, if you ever see this man, stay away from him. You know, that wasn't the case. But it was more so a battle within myself that I was fighting against him. You know, it was more so I felt that, you know, honestly, I felt that I wasn't selfish enough with my internal feelings. You know, I externally, we were pretty much in a um, partnership. I can't say that he was my soulmate. I can't say that, you know, he was my, really, I can't even say that he was like my husband. You know, we were literally in a partnership and, you know, he paid half of this. I paid half of that. You know, um, I gave him advice as far as, you know, helping him succeed. He helped me as far as, you know, I guess you can say giving me advice during certain situations that I found myself in. But, you know, it was more so like a, a partnership. And what I was looking for at the time and for a long time, like, you know, the the idea of finding true love, it seems so, so diminished 
like a lot of people are so stuck on okay well if you know i get this from him if he you know pays these these bills or if you know if he takes care of the kids or something like that then he is the best man to have and to me those are like qualities you know those are physical qualities of what love is or what a relationship entails but to me I just felt that I wanted something more you know every day you know I think like man like why am I here and when it gets to that point the best thing to do would be to leave you know for me the best thing for me to that I felt you know was the best thing to do was to leave yet I continued to fight it yeah I continue to say no you know I'll stay you know and every single year would pass and I'll be like man you know why am I still here like man you know maybe I should leave like man you know what am I doing and you know it lingered on for years for years and years and you know I guess it's just one of those things where you know if if you're the type of person you know that believes in internal love then go go with your heart go with you know what your emotions are telling you you know i feel that fighting against what my my heart was telling me what my soul was telling me fighting against that internally yet showing something different externally um it really really caused a a disruption it caused me to feel like you know why am i you know fighting something that i feel inside you know and don't get me wrong externally i i can't even say that I just got all the gains in the world because that wasn't the case either. You know, but it was good enough considering, you know, my background, where I came from, you know, the men that were in my, you know, neighborhood, the men, the type of men that my friends, you know, talked to, had relationships with, you know, in comparison to them, you know, it was oh, he's everything, but in comparison to what I wanted my idea husband to be not externally but internally it wasn't there so it was almost like I I was training or trying to mold him to be you know something and and it's not a mold where I'm like oh well I'm going to mold you so that you can look more like this person or mold you so that you can look or act more like this person because it wasn't a a person in particular that I wanted him to be like I just wanted him to fulfill me in a certain way internally you know um and that was something that also caused emotional distress and strain cuz it was like oh my god like not only am i trying to balance myself but i'm also trying to get him to um, i'm trying to get him to provide me with something that he can't 
So it's almost like he was putting air into a cup that needed to be filled with water. Because I could I could pretend that the pressure that he was putting in that cup was really working. But in all honesty, when it was time to drink, well, I didn't drink anything. If you get that analogy, then you're good. So that's the type of, you know, situations I found myself in. You know, going through the motions just because, you know, just because I wanted to, I guess... And then that, that leads me to ask myself, what made me, what made me stay? Like, what made me stay? And um, that's where I go back to psychological, you know, block, that lock, that that box that you place yourself in internally that you don't even realize you're doing. Because internally, if internally you feel something different and you show something, you know, different externally, you could really, really, you could really, really cause more damage in the long run than you could ever imagine. So uh, it's about that time for me to end this segment. I hope that you all um, gathered something from it. If you have any questions or if you'd like to um you know message me or email me anything just go ahead and do so if there's any topics that you would love to hear um it definitely let me know i could try to give you the best answers or perspectives from my my life and what i've gone through but um yeah so i guess to sum it all up if you're in a relationship and you're realizing that internally the feelings that you feel don't really if you feel so distressed that it's almost like why am I here then you should really really consider you know rethinking or you know try to take a break or something away from it if you can um, just to make sure that internally there isn't a lot of damage being caused. Because though you're going through this now, you'd be surprised. Years and years have passed. And if you're saying the same thing, then it's time to go. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Free Mentality Radio. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day.